Hello everyone and welcome to the Kiseki Cast. I'm your host Tyler and joining me once again are my special guests Lady Virgilia. Hey guys, it's good to be here again. And February night. Hey Tyler, hey everyone, thanks for having me on again Tyler, appreciate it. Well, you know when we have the two of you guys on, it is going to be so we can talk about and analyze a few of our favorite music uh, tracks from some of the games, and this episode is going to cover music specifically from Cold Steel 3 and Cold Steel 4. I think we, we decided that we had, uh, some of us had more difficulty picking tracks for this uh, particular episode, and some of us had a little bit of an easier time. I know Feb was like down to the wire, even just a few minutes ago, he was like, oh no, I need to change some of my picks, you guys. <laughs> That's about right. This is probably the toughest one. There's just so many good tracks in Cold Steel 3 and 4. And I, I can almost be certain that uh, after this this episode airs, I'm going to be like, oh, dang, why did I put that one in my top three? <laughs> well, before we get too far into it, I wanted to give a shout out to Filbert8, who gave us a good review on iTunes. Uh, they said that they even created an account specifically so they could leave us a review, so that's really awesome. Because uh, they said they normally listen on Spotify, and uh, I guess Spotify doesn't have... I don't have Spotify, so I can't really say. I guess Spotify doesn't have a place where you can, like, leave a review. Um, I, I, I'm not very... I listen to podcasts on Zoom, usually. I know, it's like, what is this, 2008? Um, but uh, we... I, I do know that we have a lot of listeners on Spotify, because... Um, the place that we upload our podcast gives us a little bit of demographics. So uh, thanks a lot for that one, Philbert8. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for the support. Uh, so so how is, do you guys have, think have the music has evolved over the course of the series? You know, do you, do you like the direction it's going in? Do you miss some of the old themes or instrument choices? You know, like uh, something I think that was pretty unique to the Erebonian arc is it seems like they purposefully put so much more uh, focus on string instruments in some of the music choices. I mean, there's there's things I like about, you know, the older Trails soundtracks compared to these days. Um, uh, and I do agree, though, that the, the music choice for CS3 and 4 does have more strings, probably because it has more of an epic feeling to it. You're probably going to hear me say that word a lot, actually, in this uh, in this episode, um, because of it's wrapping up such a long arc. I feel like this arc is, is this is a really long arc, and uh, it's there's going to be a lot of epic moments, more epic moments than you normally think I'd say. Uh, so it makes, it makes sense. I think Crossbell had a lot more like jazzy tunes in it because it's trying to highlight that it's a more like up and coming, like modern mm. place. But yeah, so I, I think it makes sense that Aragonia has a lot of like strings in it because it's just like historically, like strings have always been like kind of the, you know, like go to really, you know, like, you can't go wrong, of course, with, like, strings. And I just feel like it, it kind of encompasses more of, like, the histor his history and, like, grand nature. Because, yeah, I, I would agree with Feb, like, strings are often used in, like, huge full orchestras versus, like, jazz tunes are a lot more intimate sounding, mm. you know, like, as a style. So, yeah, so that's why I was just thinking, like, yeah, I think it makes sense to have more strings yeah the 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 strings give me a little bit more feel of like something that is obviously very big in Erebonia and that's just the nobility right when when I was in uh Spain and we went to some of the the castles or the palaces that were from you know the 15th 16th century or whatever uh there would be setting out um 
you know, display of a Stradivarius because that was something that the nobles that owned the house had purchased at some point hundreds of years ago. And that's just something that's like, you know, when someone says Stradivarius, you don't think of, you know, your middle school band class or something. Um, that's like the, the, the highest that you can get. Yeah, for sure. NGL, we played that, those kinds of tunes in high school, but like, yeah, it's like, it's like the chamber. It's mm-hmm. the chamber music. That's what nobles bought to like show off in their castles. They would like pay composers to like, hey, co- compose like a really nice um, like piece that can be played for this many instruments only. And so I can have it, have it play in like literally my house and show it off to my friends basically. <laughs> <laughs> I've generally felt that the music has gone from like great to somehow even greater uh, as far as we uh, as far as the series goes, like I, I like that the each each of the arcs kind of have their own feel to them, and then sometimes even within the arc, like Trails in the Sky, the third definitely feels and sounds a lot different than uh, FC and SC, but it still feels like Sky to me than than Crossbell or the Erebonian games. Um, but uh, I, I will say that I kind of had to warm up a little bit to Cold Steel 3 and 4 at the beginning. I know I've said in the past that something I like doing is maybe the week before the game comes out, I would listen to the soundtrack um, because that was something my dad always did when before movies would come out, he would pick up a soundtrack and listen to it before the movie. Uh, I know that, uh, lady, you like to experience the music for the first time uh, as the game presents it to you. Um, yeah, and that's, like in the context of the right wherever it plays, yeah. And that's that's one way that someone likes to listen to it. It's just I like to I don't know if a preview get like a preview of it for the game itself. Um, but I remember telling Feb at one point before Cold Steel Three, I was saying that I wasn't loving the soundtrack as much as some of the other ones, and I think I've changed my mind uh, after playing the game and getting that context. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. That makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, oh, nice. That's really cool. Like, I mean, I that's totally fair. Like, because at the end of the day, music is just, like, subjective, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. Personally, to me, I just feel like uh, I just don't really... The composition of, like, all the tracks, like, I will just say there's still a lot of great tracks just on their own, in my opinion, and that really... F- context of like the games in three and four but like out of all the tracks that are presented i my i i personally just feel like there's a lesser amount of them that like really grab my attention compared to like other games like Mm. the the proportion of tracks in the entire soundtrack Mm -hmm. like is less i think the context yeah i'm sorry no go ahead feb yeah i was like done um the context for some of the songs, I, I can kind of understand, Tyler, what you're saying with the context actually improving your experience of the song with some of them, uh, especially Majestic Roar. In fact, the reason I didn't put Majestic Roar on my list was because it re- I feel like it, it requires context to fully, you know, uh, enjoy. Mm. Um, however, when you do have that context, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so I, kinda, I can kind of see how you you feel like the context did improve the quality of the overall soundtrack for you tell her uh okay so let's let's start uh let's start our countdowns what we're gonna do is what we've done in the past where we uh first we're all gonna go through a an honorable mention pick that we had that we we won't 
carve out the full length of the song. Uh, just we'll we'll talk over it a little bit, uh, just with a couple of quick thoughts on it, and then when we do our top three picks, we'll count down to our number one, and we'll listen to the song and then talk about it afterwards. So you get to hear the whole thing because uh, Falcom lets us uh, use their songs for various projects and things as long as we cite them. So thanks to Falcom for that. Uh, so. That is, I know that's something that all uh, all three of us love that we get to do that. We don't have to worry about getting like uh, copyright strikes or anything. And and honestly, it's it's not like we're trying to steal, uh, you know, steal the music for something. We're here talking about how great it is. Thank you, Falcon, for sure. Legit, thank you. I don't feel afraid to you know stream with Falcon music in the background. I think that's a that's a huge thing for me, and I really really appreciate their their music use policy for that. So I will start off uh, talking about my first honorable mention pick, and that would be from Cold Steel 4. The song is called To the Future, and uh, the the song plays during the true, I guess you could call it, final, bo- final boss fight against Ishmelga uh, after um, everything is in the, the true ending when the everything's been revealed. Um, and in my opinion, I think it might be the most, uh, like, quote we can do it but also holy stragas this is it track in trails like you get the heavy drums the loud horns the piano carrying you throughout and it gives like such a great uh like duality of the weight of importance but also like you're you're uh, you have the buoyancy of um like encouragement from it too uh especially i love the part where like everything is playing super loud and the drums change their normal beat to highlight the specific points in the melody. This happens around 2.30 if you want to look up uh, the song uh, on your own. Um, it almost feels like the music itself is cheering you on at that point, I feel. Um, it's also a little bit shorter than some final boss tunes and uh, usually like some final boss fights are like eight minutes long. It's like Stairway to Heaven, but this one's a little bit shorter. And uh, we have everyone you know, you get to pick your teams from like all the playable characters in the game, uh, and it's just—I really love this one. It's probably my favorite final boss track in Trails. So yeah, Tyler, I really like this pick, like to the future. I'll be honest, like this isn't a track that I normally listen to, like too much on its own. But like I do, yeah, for sure. I really think it fits the context of, um, of course, like the final battle where. We don't only have like Cold Steel characters like fighting with us, but you can choose and from you know like the Crossbell team and like the Sky team and everything. So this truly feels like as people like to you know um, I guess meme trails like Cold Steel Four is the Trail Avengers like it's the, it's Marvel's like Endgame basically, right? but for a trail series. Um, to me, like what really stands out is all like the horn parts or French horn parts, because for, you know, like movie soundtracks and Hollywood, like the mega huge movie score kind of composers, it's basically known that if you are inserting a French horn, um, as like the main melody or something in a lot of the piece it's 
the heroes song. Like the heroes are on the way, you know, the the good guy is gonna save the world kind of song, which is totally fitting. I I love that. Um, and also like to me, I get what you're saying about like the two at two thirty that part. I like how everything was so loud and like what's called like forte. Like it was just everyone playing in unison. Like really like er early on and then at like the 230 mark it like drops down in um just like yeah like the sound and it goes to like pianissimo and stuff and it's just like building up to another awesome like hype part in yeah it just like it does like um just phrasing really well i feel like the song compared to maybe some other songs but like the dynamics of the musical sound and quality uh but yeah finally i would say also for me i really like the 250 mark where it's a bunch of just woodwinds woodwinds playing with just this awesome percussion in the background it just sounds really cool yeah good pick mine's all i have a lot less comments than lady um but uh but I still love this song all the same. Uh, the I felt like this was a really, like the perfect victory lap is all I like to associate with this song. <laughs> victory lap, uh, yeah. Victory lap is, is perfect, because the battle is, sure, it's actually a really cool battle, but it's still, yeah, I wouldn't consider it very difficult. Um, no. The, the Ishmael that... didn't get a turn <laughs> in my game, <laughs> and any of them, like all three parts, no turn. <laughs> It was just like a very happy, like, cheer you on, let's get, you're, you're finally about to get to the end, and everybody's about to finally win, win the day, right? It, it felt, I just loved it for that. I love the mix of the piano and violin, my two favorite instruments. Um, and, you know, everyone is here, to borrow a, you know, a Sakurai saying. Um, and it, it, just, it just served, it was perfect for a final, final boss theme, true final boss theme, and final song to really be associated with the end of, of this arc. Uh, I really enjoyed this one, a really good pick, Tyler. My honorable mention is One Way to the Netherworld. Um, I personally, like, I could talk a lot about it, but just for the sake of time, I just really, I just want to say that I love how there's a lot of, like, organ parts in it. And um, also, like, at 201, area like the the minute mark um it just has the same motif of like spiral of Aragos in there and i just love how like all of unisuga's like tracks they do such a good job with like motif and bringing that back and everything so it's like we learn in hindsight that this isn't the final dungeon track but it definitely had the like grandiosity of a final dungeon track for like CS3 at least um, and so I just love how like even though it's not the final dungeon it still kind of has that feel of because we're fighting the dragon right um, and like that's still associated with the curse because the dragon became cursed right that's how the lore goes um, and so like at the yeah, just at the two minute, one second mark, I think it's fitting to have Spiral of Erebus in there because that's 
what I think of. That that motif is what I think of when I think of like the Erebonian curse kind of. This is one of my favorite songs from CS3 as well. And it, it uh, organ, like, that's the, one of the biggest things already. As soon as you said organ, yes. Type organ is my favorite instrument. And you can hear it playing it throughout. It gives it that bassy, deep, dark feeling to it a bit. Um, along with the piano accompanying it. Uh, but one of my favorite parts in the whole song is at 104 when the string part starts. It's like a solo string part starts. Uh, I recommend checking that part out of it to see what I mean. I just like the overall dark feeling, and how much how else to say it, but yeah, I just like the emotion that it elicits, uh, dark, wondrous feeling. The only thing I want to add to this, uh, to the comments here, is uh, I mean I like it as a big dungeon tune, of course, but the there's like this rapid percussion that, uh, in my opinion, kind of mimics the sound of like running feet as you're like running through the dungeon to approach the dragon. And uh, that was, I don't know if there's a term for that or not, uh, but that was something that I really liked about the song. That's cool. Wow, I never yeah, thought about that. if I can comment on that, like, that's a really good, uh, you know, like, catch, Tyler, because I think composers, like, they use stuff like that percussion and different instruments to emulate certain sounds and everything to give the right like you know feel and context in the moment so yeah like remember how when we get into this dungeon we're like immediately running there's so many running scenes right. in this dungeon right because we have three different groups and every time we enter a new part of it it's like more running <laughs> my honorable mention is decisive collision uh super arranged version and this, I really like the use of the strings in this song, and I'm probably going to say that for all my songs, but, uh, but this one is really, really, I, I mean it. <laughs> um, I like how it, it elicits the heavy feelings and emotion and, and the opening and the build-up. And then when you found like a minute and a half, or, I can't remember exactly how far in, but then it just kicks in the gear and it, gets, it just gets you in the feels. Uh, the, the, the epic feeling and the important feeling of a, you know, a very important battle, a vital battle. Um, and I like how the strings and the guitars uh, are mixed into this, the electric guitar. And to me, it also made that list because it, it's like a tribute also to the first half of the arc. Because uh, it's an SAV. And here it has a collision, uh, I believe, in Cold Steel 1 and 2. So, uh, yeah, that's, I guess, all that put together is why I have that one as my yeah that was a really good one I, uh, I was glad that you picked that one because of the like what you said the it just brought back all the the feelings from cold steel one yeah that's a really good pick Feb. Um, decisive coalition sav this is definitely a track that i listen to um a lot on my own um and i i do like how you brought up like um tyler that it makes you think of that moment when it first played at Cold Steel 1, right? Where it's like, you're fighting against who you thought was like a friend, you know, like a really good friend, basically, right? Because it's like the first time when we fight Crow, right? In the same way, like Cold Steel 3, the people we're fighting, sure, there's like people like Shirley in there too and stuff, but for the, for the other part is like, um, to me, I still think like Sharon, uh, the uh, crow in quotation marks, 
you know? <laughs> the Azure Siegfried, right? <laughs> and then also, like, uh, for Fee, her, da her dad, and then the Iron Bloods, like, sure, we're not super close, I guess, with all of them, but especially Milium, and then, like, Claire was hyped up a lot in, like, Postal 3, but even in the other games, you know? Lecter, like, they were all, they were all on our side before, at one point, right? Kind of feeling, so it's just that same sort of feeling in Cold Steel 1, I feel like it gives, it's, it's a really good echo or mirror of Cold Steel 1 saying, tr having to fight a friend, saying goodbye kind of thing, like Cold Steel 3 does. So I will start us off with our countdown of our top three picks from the Cold Steel 3 and Cold Steel 4 games. And my first pick will be Ordis, the Azure Port Town.
Now compared to a lot of the picks that I've had, this one is definitely a little bit more uh, relaxing and patient. Uh, I think it has like kind of an, an elegant feel to it. Uh, a lot of the picks that I have in the past uh, have been, you know, battle tunes that have like high energy and everything. And this one's really calm and slow, easygoing. There's like no rush. It feels like content with itself. And honestly, as, as the melody finishes, right before it, it starts looping to the beginning, around uh, 2.30, it plays this like ultra calming and quiet part that I find so satisfying. Like it, it almost leaves you feeling a bit lonely, like uh, it's playing in a huge like cavernous hall where you're the only person present to hear it. Um, not necessarily like a sad loneliness, like the way that I kind of describe it, or not describe, but would describe it to someone would be uh, like a, a bittersweet loneliness, like at the end of a semester where you're the the only person of your friends that's like still on campus, they've already left to go home and you're still like waiting for your ride or something, you know, like it's good because the semester's over and you're done with all that stress, but you're 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 a little bit bittersweet because that time is, is done. Yeah, I really like how you describe that, uh, Tyler, about the, the kind of sort of lonely feeling at that one part because I, I really like that part too. Um, I would kind of, I was thinking about how it's sort of that feeling I bet a lot of people in Zimuria have like when they go on vacation, you know, to Ordis, because there were so many tourists there, mm -hmm. right, as NPCs, and um, it's just that feeling of, like, they had such a nice, relaxing, fun, like, vacation in Ordis, and then now it's, like, over, and it's, it's just a, you know, it's not necessarily, like, bad kind of loneliness, but it, it is that feeling of, oh, man, we have to <laughs> leave now and go back to our homes. Um, but yeah, for Ordis, I just really love how, like, it just is so light and breezy feeling with, like, the instrumentation. It's just very, like, quiet. It's just, like, a lot of solo instruments that just kind of go off each other. And it just feels definitely like you're right there on, like, right next to the water. And it's just the, like, really calming sea breeze, you know? kind of feeling mm -hmm. um and yeah i don't know it's just it's a beautiful like just tranquil and serene like vibe kind of song and i like how um i see it as um the berea hard sort of of like cold steel three and four but without the huge like, I guess, I don't know how to describe it. I don't want to call it daunting, but, like, it's not that huge, like, overbearing feeling of, like, oh, this is one of those noble cities kind mm. of feeling. It's just like, no, this is still a noble, noble city, but it doesn't come across too much that way, you know? Okay. Even though some people will say, like, St. Ark is the Berea heart of... Cold Steel Three, but I don't, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really think about it that way. So, Lady, pretty much, pretty much said exactly what I was gonna say. Um, it's a, it's a noble feeling to it, but it's like a serene, noble feeling, unlike uh, Saint Arc, which feels um, strictly noble. 
a lot more just straight up noble without this without as much serenity to it i guess the best way i could think of saying it um and when i hear this song i think i think about the harbor right away i think about that restaurant that you know with the table set out in front of it um and watching you know, the ships come and go with the sun setting uh, just enjoying whatever adult beverage i'm partaking of um i don't know i love it uh, i love the feeling that this song gives and this is a really good pick there uh, tyler i like it get ready guys for the ultimate sentimentality feels when i start talking about this song but uh, my third pick is pro or my number three pick is promise of that day promise of that day just like the feel so the feels it gives me is like it's very very like sentimental because like this was um i will say that i can really relate or resonate to like reen and a lot of class seven in how i think they feel about you know themselves and their group especially like you know like having all 
you know, gotten really close in, like, high school and, like, also still being there for each other, like, out of high school, even though they're all doing other stuff and, like, are in all different places, like, in the country and everything. Um, because, like, for me... Um, sorry, I'm just going to bring this up really quick too is that promise of that day it has the motif of um glimmering tomorrow in it from cs2 soundtrack and that's the track that played when um the all of class seven was fighting like the the true final final boss like in the um old schoolhouse and it's just the track i i think associate most when it comes to like the the pathos of class seven and what they mean to each other and for me like so when I was in high school uh that was the time when my mom was like really sick um she we had a caregiver or caretaker who like took care of her during the day so my dad and I could go to school uh or well I can go to school my dad could go to work um, and that was basically how it was for, like, most of my freshman, the, the last part of my freshman year, and then, like, my sophomore year, junior year, and senior year, like, my mom was, um, she, at first, she was, like, at a, like, nursing home, but that place was just, it did not take care of her really well, so we brought her home, she, she had a caregiver, and basically the gist of it was that, um, I'm just so so thankful and grateful to like all the friends I made in um like high school who really supported me during that time um because like so for example um I remember when my senior year like I was the trombone section leader in marching band um but that was pretty much all I could do when I used to do a lot of other stuff for high school too like I had to uh, drop out of like basketball and stuff like that because you know like I, I want to be there to take care of my mom um after school when she couldn't have like the caregiver with her all day um and I just remember all the times where I was like trombone section leader so a lot of the times in marching band we do these things called sectionals where people would like um, go to people's houses and everything, um, the section leader's house, and you would do this um, practice away from the rest of the band to like really get settled on like your own parts, the trombone section. And so um, I remember when there's so many members in the trombone section who, because I couldn't do it at my house because like my mom uh, needed like, you know, the quiet and the rest and everything. Um, they opened up their houses, you know, to like host sectionals and stuff and their parents were super nice about it. And um, one of my like fondest memories in high school for like the trombone section um, in my final year of school is that like after my mom passed away, she passed away in on December 12th, 2013. So that was my senior year of high school and it was right before um, the like winter break and I remember like all of them like pretty much all 14 
people like they just they just came over like the week after my mom passed away just to like keep me company and whatever and we had a 14 hour lord of the rings like marathon like like the extended version <laughs> like marathon like just to basically you know like cheer me up because you know like they they know that i like you know lord of the rings and everything um and not only that but like my best girlfriends from high school um there's like three of them we were in pretty much everything because we were in band we were in all the different band and orchestra stuff together like chamber orchestra marching band wind symphony jazz band so like we did pretty much everything together in high school and so like when my mom was getting really sick over the many years like oh my god like they're just they're just some of the most thoughtful people like i've ever known in my life like i didn't even have to ask them but they would like bring they would make literally like a i don't know how to describe it but just like this basket of like stuff that would be really helpful like a lot of different food stuff that would be really easy to prepare like in not like and it doesn't take that much time um, just to, you know, make things easier at home for me and like, you know, just cleaning supplies or stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it's just, they were always there for me. And then like, especially the night after when my mom passed away, I just kind of like, I don't know, I just sent like a text out saying like, well, she passed like peacefully. And, you know, like I know for me, because my dad and I, like, were Christian and my mom's Christian. Like, we knew, like, she was going to, like, a better place where her body is, like, you know, like, whole again. So it was also, like, a happy, you know, time, but also, like, a sad time, you know. So it's bittersweet because she was gone um, from, like, you know, uh, like, us. But then my friends, they just, I just, like, texted them saying, like, she passed peacefully and they just came over like with a you know like just to like stay with me that night you know without me even asking and I was just you know I was just really grateful so it's just um the feels that I get from songs like promise of that day I'm just very grateful to all the people I've met in high school who were, were like there for me during one of the most difficult times in my life and um especially grateful that you know even though we don't stay in contact all the time now because we're all across different parts of the country like we still pretty much like keep in touch every once in a while and I'm and I'm very grateful for that so yeah sorry this became really sentimental but that's why that means so much to me this song felt really a lot of feels and lately I can't even pretend to you know um, I, I can definitely try to sympathize though that that I'm glad that this song brings you back those the good feelings that you had during that tough time mm -hmm. in your life. Um, it's definitely a song that will elicit that. I can see that for sure. Um, I like how it's kind of quiet. It's it's really like piano, pianissimo kind of. Um, just it allows for that closeness feeling to it, uh, closeness to friends, to your class, um, class seven as well. Um, and I just love the violin, the strings uh, in it. it I like the emotions that you can definitely express with this song. So uh, again, really good pick lady. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. I mean, you know what we, you said before that all this music is so music is so subjective and all of the picks that we have, 
that we've made for the various episodes, they all mean something different to us. And the fact that this song from a game can mean something to you some, or can represent how you feel or remind you so much of something that is like no connection to the game at all is just a really cool thing that you can, uh, that, that you brought to the table to talk about today. Thanks for that. This, it is really, uh, like an uplifting, light, calm song. I, I do really like it, and I'm glad that you picked it. And it's actually really interesting as far as the the track list goes because it comes immediately before, I think, um, one, your honorable mention pick. And the two songs, uh, which are your, your honorable mention pick was One Way to the Another World, just to mention it again. And the two songs, like, could not be more opposite. <laughs> that's, that's so true. <laughs> No, I want to say again, I forgot to mention, thank you very much for sharing that story, though, Libby. Oh, man, I mean, thank you for listening and uh, putting up with my, I'm very sentimental person, even if I might not look look like that way, I guess, on, like, stream and stuff, but yeah. Oh, no problem. All right, guys, my number three pick for uh, the second half of the Cold Steel arc for soundtracks is Pancakes on the Way Home from School. Music from almost, almost anything, 
um, for a podcast, uh, for you know, an instructional video. In fact, my instructional video that I have on YouTube uses this for the uh, overlay for Hajimari. Um, <laughs> and th- this is the one I picked. And I, I just can't but think of, you know, a smiling, happy Altina um, nomming on those pancakes. Uh, and also a, a very unamused Akechi. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I really like this song. I just like the vibes of it a lot. And I just think of leaves and, and everybody just chilling and relaxing and, and being happy. Yeah, this one actually just barely missed out on my list. Like, you know, it, with including the honorable mention, we would have a top four. And this one was my fifth. It was it just barely missed out on the list. I really like this song. I kind of need to look for uh, an extended version that I can put on my Zoom for when I'm at work and I can listen to something I need to be. Maybe it's like we have a deadline going and I just need to feel a little bit more... Uh, more cheer in my life or something for the day but uh it just has a nice upbeat attitude it has like an easing an easy like strolling pace of the percussion and uh, i kind of like the i would call it a meandering piano uh kind of just brings like a real nice relaxed carefree vibe to the leaves campus which is maybe why i like i just i think it would be really cool to go to in, in in my opinion it would be cooler to go to the leaves campus than the main campus so yeah, I 110% agree with that, Tyler. Like, if there was a choice between Main Thor's campus and Leaves campus, oh man, 110% I would choose, like, the Branch campus. Yeah, I just love the feels more of it. And also, even, like, Leaves as a town, I honestly like it more than, um... Trista. There we go. It's like, what was the town in CS1? Trista. Like, Trista was great, too. It's uh, super homey feeling as well, but I don't know. I just prefer leaves, and, like, I prefer the NPCs and leaves myself. Um, But yeah, like, Pancake on the Way Home from School, it's just such good vibes. I do listen to this song a lot just as, like, background music for doing um a lot too and as to to echo feb on that one thing um i like how that comment that was made on the youtube track of pancake on the way home from school it says like goro akechi dislike this and that was back when there was only one dislike now there are unfortunately two but at the time there was only one (laughs) I was just like, that was so good. It would be like if all of the rest of the Phantom Thieves are just vibing, having like pancakes, and then Goro Kenji is just like down disliked. It's a dislike. <laughs> well, I guess that brings up my second pick, which will be Synchronicity number 23.
Now, I heard this song for the first time well before I played Cold Steel 4. I don't remember why, but someone had uploaded like a, an extended version onto YouTube uh, right after Cold Steel 4 came out in Japan. And I don't remember why I clicked on the video. It's just maybe I was listening to something and this was just like the next up in the queue or whatever. And it started playing. I'm like, what the heck is this? This is amazing. And I saw it was from Cold Steel 4 and was like, oh, well, I mean, I wasn't really purposefully trying to listen to Cold Steel 4 songs yet, but shoot, this is so good. Like, I have to listen to it as much as I can now. Uh, I had no idea where it played in the in the game. I rem Feb, you might remember I asked you a couple of times, like, is this a dungeon track? Where the heck does this song play? And you did say, you did tell me it was a dungeon track. You didn't tell me where it was because you, you didn't want to, like, you know, you wanted me to experience it when I played the game. Um, and I didn't ask uh, for that either. I just wanted to know, like, what in general it was and I was trying to think like what the heck kind of a dungeon could this play in it doesn't seem like it really fits and even after experiencing the game and seeing that it was you know it plays for the first time when you go into the geo front I still don't really know if for me it works in that setting um but it's just such a good song it's so like laid back and calm and it starts out really chill and then you get the trance stuff later uh, that comes in and gets the energy going a little bit more there's like spacey sounds throughout which are really cool to me it almost gives me a feeling of of like the spacey so sounds give me a feeling of like being lost which I guess would fit being in the geo front since there's so many uh, nooks and crannies down there that you could get lost in uh, but it's just I love this track I listen to it I don't have Spotify like uh, I know Feb, you've mentioned before that uh, certain songs are the number one most listened to song for you on Spotify in, you know, the past year or something. Um, I don't think I have access to stats like that on my low-tech Zune, but uh, I definitely think it's one of the most played tracks. Um, and I think we kind of need a few more tracks like this that stand out as, as really unique as far as how it feels and sounds. Um, but it's probably the most unique dungeon track in all of Trails. Yeah, Tyler, like, uh, I would at least, like, echo the whole, um, it might not be one of my most played tracks, but I will for sure say that I have listened to this track a lot, like, just as a cool, like, put it in the background ambient track while I'm doing other stuff. Like, it's really good. It's just, it's so, like, both chill and, like, hype, but not too overbearing hype you know like a final dungeon music kind of hype you know um i was also gonna say that you you said that you don't think it really fits where it's played but i kind of just thought to myself that since it first plays like where um in the geo front when we're on our way to meet yona right and then also it plays when um we're trying to save Tio, right like in from the Thor's branch campus or something like an act I forgot if that was act two or three but one of those acts and it plays in like the Einhell keep on our, on our way to like you know <laughs> make sure we can prove that we're, we're gonna rescue Tio or something like that it makes me think that because Yona and Tio are both from Crossbell that somehow like this is just what they listen to, like, on the daily. Because remember when Yona used to have, like, that Underground Kids song mm -hmm. in Crossbell? I'm just imagining him, like, playing this over, like, the, 
like blasting it in the geo front and like we can hear it like while we're just on our way to see him and we're probably because we're not used to the cutting edge music route we're just thinking, oh, is this the music kids are listening to these days? <laughs> kind of feeling. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I, this is a good track. Before before Feb starts uh, his comment, I wanted to say, do you do you remember? I don't know. This was something that was kind of popular on Tumblr a couple years ago, where someone would edit a song to sound like uh, like one of them was like Toto's Africa, but played in an empty <laughs> shopping mall. And so it's like really yeah. echoey and it sounds like kind of distant, you know, someone needs to do that with this track and, but like, you know, yeah. uh, playing in the empty geo front. Legit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Someone needs to do that. I'd be down. Someone needs to mean this. Uh, I'm really glad you picked this one, Tyler, because it's definitely one of my favorites. And this allows me to save one of my other top three slots for something else. So thanks for picking this one. Um, I like the percussion in this one. I like how it opens up immediately with some percussion. And then the, the when it drops at 48 seconds in, oh, it's it just hits you real good. I love the techno music. It's it's uh, it's really good. And and also just like Lady said, it makes sense playing when we're you know approaching a tech music song, a, a techno song for when we're making our way to a tech geek named Yona. Um, so I thought it's I thought it's pretty appropriate. My top one and two. The order that I'm talking about them is going to be switched. So technically, this is going to be confusing, sorry guys, but technically my number two would be Majestic Roar, but for sake of how I want to present talking about them, I'm just going to say that my number two is Spiral of Erebos.
this track, guys, to me, it's as important as, like, Heimdall track was in Cold Steel 1 in setting up this motif that is going to be used, like, over and over again all the time in, like, CS3 and CS4. Um, so, Spiral of Erebos, um, two, 2 minute 36 seconds into it is where the, like, that ominous motif that I personally associate with, like, I guess, the curse of Erebonia, um, that play is right there. That's where it's first, you know, like, solidified as you're gonna hear this melody a lot because it's plays later on in like one way to the another world and um majestic roar later on so that that's how you know right guys um but in just in general i think spiral of erebos i love how it begins really like quietly and it kind of you know it gets you in that mood of oh man it, it feels like something big might be going down uh, with just like the way it sets up the beat even though it's like really quiet and soft and then finally at like the 26 seconds in or 27 seconds in when the violin comes in and everything and it's super frantic it, it just sells the whole I think the vibe of what they were trying to go for for like CS3 and CS4 is that like there's a lot of frantic and chaotic moving behind the scenes in these games because there's so many factions, right? And this because this is played in the opening like title cards when they're showing characters' names in CS3, it makes me think about how they're trying to set it up as in we we learn in hindsight that there were, you know, the Calvardian agents and the Iron Bloods and the black workshop and like what else so so many other like the actual army like and then there's class seven and every so there's so many factions of people in cold still three and cold still four that are like moving behind the scenes so i just feel like the rhythmic guitars like the fast pace of it and then like the violins kind of like frack like frantic sounding higher notes and um melodies throughout the song you know and the trumpet you know it switches between instruments all the time to kind of i feel like highlight the different groups of people that are moving around i just think it's very symbolic of what i think they were trying to convey we can argue about how well it's executed but i think that's what the vibe of cold still three and four was supposed to be this is probably what my probably might be the best Final Dungeon theme I think that's in the series. Perhaps, pretty sure. Um, it's really easy on the ears. I like how it's fast-paced. It's like fast-paced strings. We've heard a lot of you know elegant epic pieces before, where it's not as fast-paced, but this one has you know a good good amount of percussion to it, and it really induces that hype feeling uh, for the Final Dungeon. It gets you just wanting to get moving, uh, especially at about 51 seconds in, when that when the beat starts and the strings just go all out you just can't help but just start headbanging at least I can't <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed this one it's a really good pick lady this would have been my uh, original honorable mention I think uh, 
and so I'm really glad that I still got to talk about it and that someone else put it in their top three uh, to, as Feb said, like save myself a spot or a pick of my own uh, selfishly. Uh, but I really, I, when I first heard this in, um, I believe, I don't know if it was something that someone cut to make like it was a trailer or if they actually just straight used it in a trailer, but when they play the shortened version and they show the portraits of all the named characters uh, in in Cold Steel 3, and I thought that it, it when, when it's going through the Rolodex of characters, I thought it was the perfect fit for... You know the 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 time that you highlight or that you highlighted, lady, starts around two thirty six, where it plays the more ominous melody and it shows all of the antagonists uh, of of the games. And earlier on, when it's playing the the more upbeat music for the characters that we'll be playing as the the good guys, you could say. Um, and honestly, like this might be really stupid, but. In the full-length version, there's a... I don't know really what to call it. The the beat comes in at like 52 seconds when Reen is shown for the first time, and then it goes through New Class 7. And when it starts on Old Class 7, it plays a slightly smoother beat, if that's a term I can use, um, at about 109. And the first character that they show is Elisa. And I really like when the smoother beat comes in. I really think that, that that part hits really good in it in the the little trailer or the the mm-hmm. the clip where they show the characters. It just it comes in perfectly right when Elisa is shown and I think I've said before that she wasn't like I I've I'm a fan of the canon pairings just because that's if that's the the canon pairing then I'm all for it. Um, I might have liked some of the other characters a little bit more as far as that goes, but that honestly made me like Elisa more. Just the fact that it was like put so well into the the trailer and the music together. It that's so stupid, but there you go. That's no. that is how I feel. Um, but as far as I mean, that's awesome. As far Just as saying. yeah, I mean it's. I'm sure there has to be, you know, at least one other person that feels that way. Uh, but as far as the the music goes, I'm not sure if it is a great dungeon tune. It feels like it's more of an event or battle tune as opposed to a dungeon tune to me. But I still love it, and it would have been um, one of my my picks, I think, if uh, you didn't have it in your top three. So I'm I'm really glad that someone picked it. Nice. And and just wanted to clarify or say that, yeah, that trailer that you're talking about, that, that's what I was talking about, too. Like, mm-hmm. that's actually in the game. Yeah. Right, yeah. All right, so my number two pick is Steel Barrier.
So Steel Barrier is my number two pick because uh, it's probably one, it's probably my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite dungeon theme I think in all of Cold Steel. Uh, I really enjoy the percussion. I like I really like the percussion about this song and the beat to it. Um, I like how it gives you that intense action slash you got a mission before you. Um, and I like how the use of uh, good piano and guitar in it and it just it's very easy on my ears I, I can listen to this song over and over and over again it's probably why this is my second most listened to song in 2020 on Spotify um, and I really like how the melody starts I like the melody that starts at uh, 45 seconds in um, all that put together is it's uh, that's why I made my number two on my list I like how this one starts out with like it feels like uh, the, the it starts out where it feels like everything is kind of against you. Maybe not like tons and tons of things. Like it's not like a an end boss dungeon track or something like that. But it feels like you have a ways to go. And I like how there's different like sections to the song. Like towards the end of the song, uh, I wrote down around like two thirty. It feels like there's almost like a stealth section, uh, like a, a section that would play in like a stealth level. Um, just like kind of uh, shoot I don't know the term for it but just not muted but just a little bit quiet a little bit more um, not as much as going on in the song around that part and I just like how there's so many different uh, parts to it and I don't know like I don't want to say it feels like a like it's it's clearly not a techno song but it feels like a type of song that would play in an area that is filled with tech if that makes I, sense. Like, not a I natural think, type area. I have to... I want to comment on a couple of things you said there, Tyler. Um, what you said kind of nails it, I think, with the, the fact that it plays in the uh, the Panic Rule. Or the gar- where, Gargantua. Oh, the Gargantua, excuse yeah. me. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, where you have those those robot, those tech soldat-looking things running, uh, moving around, and you're sneaking through the vents going around to get to the, you know, to the certain area of the ship where... Uh, Black Outbreaker are waiting. So yeah, I think your your feels on that are spot on. Uh, that's really cool that you brought that up. Yeah, it definitely is very uh it fits the context of like the the techie ship because it's the black Elberic and arena and they're like all the, you know, technological innovations and stuff. Um I like how we all picked out different parts of the track that we really like because for me I really like the like guitar breakdown at the two minute mark um and I remember like I'll be honest guys like hearing this the first time in game it did get me really hype but then at the same time I'll be honest like the 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 place where it plays um this is probably just me and like my personal kind of I'm not very fond of CS4's pacing so I will say that I appreciate having a chance to like go back to this track and listen to it for like this music episode right now because I'll be honest like I haven't really listened to the song at all since I finished playing Cold Steel 4 because it was just I think it was one of these songs that kind of it just slipped my mind after the dungeon and the place where it played in was over because I was at that point where I'm like wait this detour is so long 
but I really like it. It, it. Like, I'm glad that I got to listen to it again. And I feel like I'll, I'll add it to, like, my personal playlist now. Because I'm like, oh, dang, this is actually really good. That's music to my ears, lady. <laughs> I think that these episodes just give us a chance to talk about songs that, you know, we haven't, we, we mentioned before, we haven't had that much overlap with our picks uh, in any of the episodes. In fact, I think in our first in the sky episode we didn't have any overlap at all uh so it it just gives us a chance to hear what other people really like about songs and maybe go listen to them i know that i took like the deepest dive in trails history in still countryside in the cs1 cs2 episode a song that like literally no one knows what it is uh and i'm i hope that at least one person out there listened to it was like you know this song is pretty good um but just getting different perspectives and hearing songs you know I, I would agree with Lady that this wasn't one that I particularly went back to over and over. I, when I listened through the Cold Steel Four soundtrack, I generally listened to the whole thing through. But being able to, you know, get other perspectives and hear what other people hear in something, sometimes you yourself start hearing it for the yeah. first time. Rounding out my picks for this episode is my number one pick, and that would be Step Ahead from Cold Steel Three.
Anyone that has listened to the other music episodes that we've done will probably see that I really like the high energy uh, enforcer fight music pieces that are in the different games. Uh, I've definitely picked a lot of those and um, it's just, I, I really like the enforcers. I like the, the freedom that they're given by the organization to sometimes even straight up oppose the organization. Uh, and so this is another one you, you are fighting enforcers and uh, Ouroboros members uh, in the early parts of Cold Steel 3. And the first time that I heard it was actually playing the game. Um, well, I mean, I guess I listened through it once and enjoyed it, but playing the game when I heard this for the first time was, was I was really excited. Like it was, I was sitting there like waiting to fight the battle. Cause I'm just like, man, this song is really good. I can't believe that we get such a good track <laughs> so early in the game. Um, but I do have a question for you guys and I'll, I'll explain this a little bit before, before I turn it over to you because I don't play any instruments. I know that Feb, you've said before that you play piano. Do you play piano as well, lady? Yeah, I have. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you guys might, I don't know terms, uh, but you might get what I mean when I explain this. So I feel like this song kind of alternates between the types of sounds I would expect to hear from a grand piano and the type of sound that I would expect to hear from an upright piano. Um, and I'm not really sure if uh, you guys would, if there's terms for that, maybe it's just um, the, maybe there's something else at work there. But specifically, the part that starts around 20 seconds feels like the type of music or the type of uh, sound that you'd get out of an upright piano. And the stuff that starts playing around one minute is something that I would expect to hear out of something uh, like a grand piano in more of a concert hall where it's maybe a little slower or something. Um, and since I don't play piano, I can I can only go off of feeling. So if you guys have anything to say about that. I, I like that. It, it sounds... The echo, I guess, like it feels like they, they he's got the pedal held, held down on the piano during that one minute part. Whereas uh, twenty seconds, I believe you said it was at mm -hmm. that one sounds more like he's, they're playing in like a small little like saloon almost, <laughs> like yeah. uh, like just just going at it. And I can see that. I don't know if an actual term on that one though, lady. Do you know that one? Uh, probably yeah. like it's played very like staccato, like like it's okay. very uh, it's it's not. It's not um like connected. The notes don't sound like connected one from the other. Okay. Um and then like at what yeah like one minute in I think Feb probably, um I would agree is probably like they're they're holding the pedal which makes the notes when you're you know changing notes it makes it all sound like like one continuous line. Mm, okay. Melody yeah so that's really cool like that I mean that's a really good catch honestly. I'm not sure it's where really that cool. like feeling came from. It's not like uh, I mean, my church has a grand piano, and then like I, I have not had extensive music uh, history like you guys or music classes or whatever that, like you guys have had. But I did take like choir and stuff in maybe middle school, and obviously we had like stand up pianos in the classrooms there. Oh, nice. I'm not really sure if that sound just it, it sounds different to me. And I I tried to do a little research on this. I looked up some stuff on YouTube. And there's a few videos where, like, a pianist will play the same song on a grand piano and an upright and was trying to see if people in the comments could guess which was which. And I was, like, really good at picking it. 
in in general it seemed like a lot of the people in the comments weren't very good and i thought it was funny because like i don't know what the heck like i don't know how to play anything i can't even play like chopsticks or something like that on piano so it was just me going off of like straight feeling yeah that doesn't mean you don't have a good ear though for like the the difference between yeah like the um the like the grand piano does sound different from like a like the the traditional like pianos that you just see in like the you know a gig (laughs) area for like a jazz balloon or something or a bar right right um but yeah dude i guess that just means you have a good ear for like all the different piano varieties you know at least i got that going for me (laughs) um but uh (laughs) i I really like you know i really like the that it feels like they can do both in this song and and you know i've said it before that the the music conveys like an when music conveys like an encouraging feeling uh i really like that and i feel like it does that throughout this whole song um you know despite the strength of the enemies you're fighting that you get both of those you get an encouragement from the music but also the music is like respecting the strength of what you're you're facing uh so um i guess the last thing i would say is i really like how the music builds from about the one minute mark and it kind of, uh, I guess you might call it resolves around like 122. Uh, I really like that part. That's probably my favorite part in the song. And I just, uh, I love my enforcer fights, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Like, I mean, I really like how um, playful I would call this song is. And it, at the same time, like it does definitely respect the strength of, you know, our enemies that we're fighting because we have fought these bosses before in previous games like for example like Shirley and Campanella like we have fought them before um if you have been playing like Trails like as they were released or like in the order of when they came out and but like going back to like kind of the playfulness of it I like how it's played for um you know not only the first fights of like cold steel 3 the main boss fights but also like coincidentally these are the fights where like green and cold the new class 7 or sometimes mostly just like new class 7 is like fighting or actually you know what my, i'm my bad like uh, surely it's like green and like the old class 7 and then campanella it's like the new class 7 and stuff but i like how because cold steel 3 is kind of trying to give a sort of vibe that things are starting over a new with like a new party in a way because it's all these little little kiddos just starting out right in the uh, in high school um and they're learning the ropes and stuff i like how the enemy it gives off this vibe that the enemy is kind of just sort of toying with you and just kind of playfully doing a little like skirmish almost in a way while still you know going back to the it still respects their power level for sure yeah i don't know it's just just a really fun it's just a good track yeah and the piano definitely goes like really hard Mm -hmm. in this track like this is definitely a piano feature i feel like track i think this is like a, a masterpiece of percussion solo violin and solo piano and all that with a whole bunch of fun packed into it and i love it I think it's a really good pick, Tyler. Um, and I think it's very fitting for 
early early boss music where you got sure you got some well-respected um you know enemies you're fighting uh, but at the same time it's you know intro it's the beginning and it's still meant to be fun and i think shirley is actually i'm glad you mentioned shirley because she's kind of like messing around she's really mischievous right and i kind of feel like uh-huh. this is this is perfect for that perfect composition for that so that's pretty much all you guys already pretty much said my thoughts on it on top of that so it's a really good pick though thanks uh for picking this one tyler all right so my last pick is majestic roar everybody
so guys, this is the big, big, to me, like, Cold Steel 4. This is, like, one of the most important and, like, thematic con contexts um, in, like, setting the tone and also, like, basically living up to the hype of so many games of build-up to fighting Osborne because let's be honest here we started the whole hype into ooh is he gonna be someone we're gonna eventually you know fight against or battle um, all the way back in Sky SC for real and he wasn't even in that game himself just his presence was there though because that was what Ollie said he was um, he thought it was very like suspicious right that the Chancellor was able to have all the steam power tanks and everything um, during the Liberal and um, Erebonia standoff. So yeah, th this was many games coming and Majestic Roar like, oh my gosh, it totally capitalized on everything and it was just, to me, it was just like perfect in symbolizing what Osborne means as the reincarnation of Dracul's and also, you know, the Chancellor, the Iron Blood Chancellor. Um, uh, but like the song itself, I just love how the opening is so long, like it, it takes its time opening, but it's just, it's so regal and grand and just like, as the title says, majestic. Uh, for like the first 30 seconds with the whole like choir and with the full orchestra like backing it and it's just building up to dude we're fighting like the yeah the emperor because he's the reincarnation and I love how the melancholic and ominous sounding line at about one minute in is just sort of like a play on Spiral of Erebos. It's not the same melody, but it has um, kind of like, you can hear the inspiration from the main melody of Spiral of Erebos in it. Um, and to me, that just kind of symbolizes they're confronting like the curse in the background of this song, knowing what like Osborne was trying to accomplish this whole time. And then, you know, later on, like, the whole point was trying to get, like, the current like, in a form where they could actually tangibly fight it, right? In the end, and, like, the true ending and everything. Um, but then we get to the point at 1 minute 53 seconds in, where the Heimdall motif comes in from all the way in Cold Steel 1. And I know in, uh, I didn't really get to talk about it in my last in the last episode on the Kisuki cast, but I did mention in my Unisuga video uh, haha, on my channel about how Heimdall, the motif is kind of just an anthem for Erebonia as a whole, and I feel like it just really represents all the characters, all the people in Erebonia, like no matter what side they're on or what stance they've taken. Um, and so I like how the Heimdall motif meshes so well with the Spiral of Erebos motif that comes in at 2 minutes 30 seconds in, like right after. They, they both 
like mesh so well yet at the same time it feels like they are sort of like fighting each other and in that way I see that as how the Heimdall anthem is trying to show that everyone all the Aragonians like at the end of the day they're doing what they think is right you know for the future right and um it just so aptly represents Erebonia as a country, I feel like, uh, for the, the story, the whole narrative of the Cold Steel arc. It might not be the best, like, you know, character dives, <laughs> um, but it's definitely, I think, tells a really good tale of, like, the country as a whole, Erebonia. Um, and all the good in Erebonia, for example, represented by the Heimdall theme, is going up against like all the like curse and how it's intertwined in Erebonian history since like the beginning, you know, like of its founding and everything and how its influence has played such a major role on even the events of, you know, um, Elisa's like dad and what happened with Sharon and what happened to Osborne's wife and just, uh, you know, Lecter's dad doing the weird stuff. It's just all, um, I don't know, it's just all so good at representing that, I feel, this track, like bringing in both of those things. And so, yeah, that's why I just love Majestic Roar for what it, I feel, symbolically represents through its music. And of course, that's why I feel like music is so powerful because not only is it able to be something that you can connect to on a personal level, like how I, I talked about how Promise of That Day connects to me on a personal level, but it also can represent, of course, like stuff in the main story and narrative of the game or, you know, or movie or whatever soundtrack it is for. Um, on such a great symbolic level it just takes the scene like one level higher because the music is like elevating it in my opinion so majestic roar lady this is a really good one um one of the best in the series in my opinion it's i gotta say from the very first note the very first second of the song you just feel power right just just it just hits you right away that's it like, this is it. Exactly. You just feel that aura of, you know, Osborne and all that build up from just like you said, lady, from the whole series. The whole series builds up to this moment. Um, you, you feel like you could feel his presence from the very beginning. And here we're feeling it more than ever in this battle. And you know you're about to fight him. You know this is it. And so it gets you so. It gave me goosebumps when I heard it the first time. Like, I, I just had, like, the goosebumps <laughs> for real. Uh, the chills. I did, too. Um, especially the... When, like, the last words, when, when um, the whole party says together those last few words, yes, your majesty, all in unison, just knowing, like, with all the respect, it's kind of like they respect him, right? And yeah. it, it just, it felt so good. And that's why I think that the first 35 seconds of this song, in fact, I'll admit... I had the first 35 seconds of the song set to repeat just the first 35 seconds because of the feels I got when I when you first hear this song start up, it just feels like the this is it. This is this is what's what we what we've been building up to this whole time. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I say the rest of the song isn't uh, isn't any good. It's it's uh, just I, I don't know the part that really got my emotions going was that. Um, uh, it's really cool to hear though, lady, your thoughts on um, you know the motif uh, from Heimdall as well. That's awesome. Uh, so I I'm really happy you chose this one, lady. This is definitely one of the best picks for sure. Yeah, like, just to comment on how you said, like, you know, like, it, they say, yes, your majesty, because they do respect him, you know, on, on a huge level. And because of, in general, going back to, um, I was saying how, at the end of the day, I think this tale, Cold Steel 4, like, the end of it was trying to highlight how all Erebonians, they're still trying to do what they believe is the right choice. So it's like, even though Class 7 is fighting against Osborne, and they're like two opposing sides, they still respect, they can respect the fact that they're trying to do what they think is right for like the country. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense to me. So I, I like to hear all the stuff that you guys have to say about some of these songs, especially something like Majestic Roar, because I know Majestic Roar is one of the more popular songs in the whole Cold Steel arc, at least. Uh, I know that when people talk about their favorite songs, uh, especially before I played Cold Steel 4, all the people that had played the either played it in Japanese or used the uh, the spreadsheets from from Zero Field were they, they were singing the praises of Majestic Roar like across the board. Um, and that said, this one isn't actually one of my more favorite pieces, but I do still like it, and I have actually quite a bit to say about it. Um, uh, first of all, uh, Lady, I believe your number one pick from the Crossbell episode was Unfathomed Force. Um, is that yes. correct? Okay. So yes. that song, I said, it felt like when the song started, we were falling into the song. Um, but this one, I feel like the choir and the organ are pushing us upward. Uh, and so I like the fact that those two songs, um, to me, it felt like we were there was movement with us, not just uh, the, the song opening or something. It felt like we were, I was physically moving, you know, maybe pushing us upward to Osborne's level or something like that if you wanted to get symbolic. Uh, uh, so that, and, and I mentioned it before, in one of the other tracks that the the percussion that is playing it kind of reflects like the the sound of running feet uh from an older uh, a previous pick that you made that was something that i liked but the the difference between this one and that one is that in that one it felt like more running and this one feels a little bit more like heavy and plodding because there's there's just like more at stake in the the song i guess and uh, or almost like you're you're kind of tired after the whole Erebonian arc, uh, not not in a bad way, but you're just like, oh man, we're, we had to do all this stuff to get this far. You're exhausted, right? You you would be exhausted if you were in that position. And another thing that I I think was interesting is I had notes on the exact same timestamps that you did, the 155, and then like around 2:30. Um, but I had a little bit different take on it so you were talking about the motifs that came back and you were saying that the the part that started at 155 was representing Erebonians and the part at 230 was like the the difficulty of fighting the curse like how strong the curse is right that's what you were saying mm -hmm. okay yeah. I actually had like 
almost the opposite feeling um, from the same parts and like you were you were pulling on the motifs and so it I totally understand that and it's like I, I agree with it but I was listening more to just the the feel of the music so at 155 you get this quiet like single it's a xylophone right yeah 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 it's probably okay. like vibraphone or xylophone yeah right. one one of the I, I wouldn't know the difference between them um but thank you that it, it's um it's it's by itself it's quiet and to me that was like osborne standing alone right he's the one enemy that we're all fighting and um in in this fight and the the music comes in at 230 it's it's led by the strings but there's a lot more oomph to it and to me that was like class seven answering his challenge and i think that was just like a really fitting final boss battle tune that's a cool way to look wow. at it yeah i like that so yeah even though i cool. didn't think that this was one of my uh i wouldn't say this is one of my favorite uh, tracks, I do still like it, and I, I had a lot to say about it. So maybe I just don't recognize it as much Yay, as I should. Nice. No, I think that's fair. I think there are like a lot of tracks in the Trail series that it means a lot, like symbolically, but it might not necessarily be a track that you listen to like a mm. whole time, kind of thing. All right, now for my favorite song and all of uh, CS3 and CS4. We're going to be listening to Neck or Nothing.
my favorite song is Neck or Nothing. And um, in general, the, the thing I like the most about this song is just the full composition and the all the instruments that are included in it. It, it sounds like a very full, rich song, full of grandeur and epicness, lots of epicness in this song, okay? Uh, one of the biggest instruments physically and uh, emotionally to me is the pipe organ in this song. Um, you can do so much for the pipe organ, uh, it, 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 but it adds like just such a, oh, I don't know. It's, it adds an emotion to it that makes it feel very, very, very important and very epic. Um, one of the best parts, I think, and Lee probably agrees with this, is at 2.43, when the song just, all of a sudden, it, it winds down to a silence for a couple seconds. The, the, the song just goes silent for a couple seconds, and then the pipe organ comes roaring in um, to bring you right back into it. Um, a couple other moments that I had in the song were at 17 seconds. Uh, you were just talking about how we were falling into the song, um, Tyler, uh, for... Um, for one of your picks in earlier. So the uh, Unfathomed Force. Unfathomed Force. There you go. Yep. Uh, this one here at 17 seconds, it has that falling in uh, kind of feel to it. Um, mm-hmm. And then, let's see, uh, one of the parts that I like later in the song is at uh, 316, uh, when the violin comes in, the strings come in, strings come in, it's not just solos this time, it's all, this is a full orchestra. Uh, the strings come in and give you the feel of urgency or the hurry to ensure victory because this is a very important fight. And this is a very... This song only plays, I believe, twice in the whole... in all of CS4. Once is when you're fighting um, uh, the cat... the big cat, <laughs> um, which is a very important battle. But the most important battle... I argue this is the most important battle is when you're fighting... Um, I forgot how... I don't know how to say his name. It's, it's that dragon... Um, in, um, that unlocks the true ending, and so if you hadn't fought, if you don't, if you don't defeat this boss, you're stuck on that ending where you know what happens, the normal ending. So it's 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 and it's almost like an otherworldly feel to it because remember when you're fighting the boss, the dragon, you see the the warped like you notice how the uh, there's like an effect, there's a visual effect at the foot of the boss that looks all warped and distorted, kind of. So whenever you have your melee characters up there, you just see them getting all kind of like all this weird effect on them, almost like it's not meant to. Almost like we're we're breaking the rules here by defeating this boss. Almost, and I felt like this song kind of captured that, um, and that reason you see how crit- critical it is that this needs to, we need to ensure victory at three sixteen, and then at three forty two, you hear the choir come in and the same tune plays again, but you get the choir accompanying it. And it sounds like the whole team is coming together. You, we got this. We're going to make this happen. This is really important. Um, and all this coming together, I just it, it made this song just feel so epic to me. Um, the pipe organ was great. And just for those moments I said before in the song, that's also I had. I, I got goosebumps fighting this boss, and I fought this boss over and multiple times again just because I just felt it was so important. And the soundtrack really, really, really uh, made it all that more important and epic to me. So th- this was an interesting choice for you because a lot of picks that we've had uh, will reflect a strength 
Uh, and I feel like this one, uh, or, or I should say reflect our strength, right? Like the, the protagonist's strength. And I feel like this one, at least it starts out in, a, in most of the song, I would say. You know, you, you did say that they come together, but you, was that 342 you said that they come together? Uh, or or it, um, the music in was, uh, how did you say it again? I'm sorry. You have the choir come in as if you got your friends backing you up. That's it. We got it. this, like as a team, we can defeat this important battle. Right. So, and that's way at the end of the song. So for most of the song, I would say it feels like the scales are tipped in the enemy's favor. Uh, and I, I would say kind of the, the same feel was at least, you know, at the, the start of the, your, your number two pick steel barrier. Uh, so I'm going to have to ask, are you a big fan of, of the comeback? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you think about it, I mean, CS4 is kind of the pinnacle of that too. I'm glad you brought that up. It's, it's you, at the end, it's, it's all about that coming back and, and, you know, the, the party finally getting what, you know, they went through so much to get to. The, the only other thing I have to say is uh, about the, the ominous organ that comes in around 243. Uh, and to me, it, it was like the feeling of like, you're waiting for like, are you ready for your final judgment or something like that? Like, it didn't necessarily give me anxiety, but I definitely did not feel confident. Like when that type of thing happened, you're like, uh oh, this is like the not good part. Yeah, I feel like the pipe organ, like, going back to what Fab says about, like, pipe organ, there's just, like, the 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 scale and the, um, the grandeur of the pipe organ can't be matched by any other instrument, like, when it's used in that, in, like, as intended, because just for the, the sheer fact that literally, well, like, I'm referring to maybe not like the keyboard pipe organ sound but like an actual pipe pipe organ where it's like just carved into like the very like hall or church like it's a damn huge instrument it's the biggest instrument it's just straight up the biggest instrument so there's no way like you can uh like not feel like something crazy like majestic like as tyler said at that point I can see what you mean when at 243, when, when the organ kicks in, you're kind of like bracing yourself for like, oh man, like everything is so like both beautiful because as Feb brought up, like the cool particle effect that goes on um, when you're fighting the, the dragon guy, um, the holy beast, right? Um, yeah, it's just, like, it's both very beautiful, but you also know, like, the attacks can hit really hard um, if he ever got a turn. Uh, <laughs> in, in my playthrough, he did not get a turn at all. I felt so bad for Holy Beast. Um, but, yeah, like, honestly, uh, I'll, it's, it's very surprising to me that on a personal level or on a personal note, I usually really love or like all the like orchestral battle tracks like how I said I really love Great Power from Cold Steel 1 and like Heteromorphy from Cold Steel 2 but it's just it's so weird that this one just isn't it just doesn't really like hit for me that much but the organ part every time that part is so good at the 243 mark um but otherwise like it was cool to hear though like your thoughts feb on it like i can i can see why you think so highly of it and it i did get 
you know a better appreciation of like you know what like that is right like that quest without that quest we don't get the true ending so despite how cold steel 4 objectively has some you know ladies already mentioned it pacing issues and and such um the music is so great because i think it's like it's reminded us where we've been you know where where we started in cold steel one and how we got to where we are in cold steel four all the characters that we've met the the development the way that some characters have changed uh good or bad uh and it just it makes me think about the journey that like everyone in class seven took and the supporting cast too uh, and I think maybe that more than any other single soundtrack in Trails, Cold Steel 4 makes me the most, uh, I don't know if I would say, I guess I would say emotional. Like, Sky's my favorite arc, but really, when I think of songs that make me, like, tear up, I only really think of Hamel and Hoshino Arika, really, like the various forms of Hoshino Arika. Um, those are really the only ones that make me, like, feel like I'm going to tear up, but there's so many songs in, in Cold Steel 4 that make me feel, sometimes there's some almost melancholy feelings, like, you know, like, oh no, we're, or maybe not melancholy, but bittersweet, um, that, you know, you're excited to see stuff, but we're kind of, we're done, we've, we've gotten past that part of the arc. That's so true, like, this was basically the end, like, uh, of course, like, Haji came out after, but still, like, otherwise, this was basically the end of a whole, like, for Erebonia saga, like, this is the longest arc, it had four games, (laughs) and four long games! Very long. But this is the end of the arc, for sure. Hajimari is, is kind of a different, a little bit of a different... It's more of a combo, so... It's more like a, a like a Sky the Third, right? So exactly. it's like Because, like, at the end of the day, even though Sky the Third does wrap up, like, the Sky cast, too, in a really great way, I still... You could argue that, like, Sky the Third was a little bit of both things. Like, it was a wrap-up as well as a, like, look-towards-the-future kind of thing. So Sky arc as a whole game like it's satisfying to have just fc and sc and you could end it there and it would still be you know satisfying right right and so like and then zero and and azure are just two games too and then cold steel is you would not be satisfied unless you played all four of them well that just about wraps up uh our cold steel three and four music episode i'm really glad that you guys were uh excited to come on and talk about some of your favorite music picks and we got some new perspectives and everything yeah it was so much fun thanks tyler thanks for inviting me on again tyler this is a blast i love talking about music that's one of my passions in life so appreciate it look forward to the next one maybe sometime soon do you guys want to (laughs) quickly remind people where they can find you uh sure yeah thanks so um i am mostly i guess found my content is on youtube and i like doing a lot of scripted content for trails a lot of uh, story summaries um and also some character analyses Uh, and also if you like uh trails music and the deep dives into it and stuff i did a video on how Unisuga's uh, composition and tracks really do a good job at 
building, you know, trails world building. So just a heads up. Um, but and uh, other than that, I'm also uh, on Twitch and on Twitter. Uh, the Twitch and YouTube is just Lady Virgilia, and then Twitter is um, it's switched. It's Virgilia Lady. I'm sorry about that. Someone took the name already. <laughs> Great. Um, you can find me February night on YouTube as well. Uh, I have all of Hajimari posted with the Zero Field uh, team translation as subtitles. Um, I do plan on putting some other content there as well in the near future, maybe some semi-scripted content that I have in the works. And on Twitch, I stream three nights a week on Sundays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You can find me at February Night 4 on Twitch. And on Twitter is the same thing, at February Night 4. You can follow me on Tumblr at Trails in the Sky with a dash after Trails and Before Sky. And uh, thanks for joining us, and we hope to catch you next time.